Welcome to another episode of Brunch with the Hollowells. I am Rob, and I am here with Ryan. Hello, Ryan. Hi, Rob. Hi, Charmies. Now, we are on episode five. I called this Fear and Loathing in San Francisco. (laughs) We are covering issues 11 through 13. Ryan, right off the bat, as a whole, what did you think of this set? How do you think this conversation is going to go today? I think there was two strong stories in this and one went went. Okay. That could end up being something else. So I actually really enjoyed the way this story was going in the first two issues. Wowzers. I like how you were ambiguous and, and sort of like which one and then you're like yep the first two were good (laughs) okay so we know where he stands uh i i thought the set was very interesting there was a lot more dialogue in this one that i appreciated less fighting which is not a bad thing when they do battle and magic and stuff but i love the back and forth and um you know just shaking things up so i liked a lot of the soap opera stuff in this uh we're gonna get right into it uh i just want to say that this is the i think we have four more episodes left (gasps) so that's three okay wow yeah so we we could get into potential something big happening soon yeah Yes, for sure. And I don't know what it was about these past two weeks, but it just feels like it's been forever since we've released an episode. I don't know why the 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 time gap between our our last episode and now just seems so long ago. I don't know why but, it feels that way, but it's it's only been two weeks. I had to think like did we skip a week? Did I, I'm like, no, this is the second week. So here we are. We're, we're on track. I just, it just feels like it's longer. I don't know why. Well, I know I know I'm thrown off in this rental that I'm in now. And I feel like I'm in another place in time. So maybe I pulled us into an alternative universe. <laughs> like Prue did with Kira, like pulled her out of a moment in time. And that's what happened. And now we're further down. Um, ahead are we are we your first recording oh yes this is this is the first recording in this this little town that i'm in now just passing through for a month and it's nice and bright rob but can i just tell you i brought my clothes i sent everything to um the my future state that i'm headed to but i got my clothes and my book of shadows i will not let that fall in the mail i will not let that be that will go on an airplane with me like yeah so it's here with me now so i feel like charmed is just always that crutch that i have now <laughs> no i hear you um charm comes with me and my buffy board game comes with me on the plane like i don't <sighs> which one the first one or the, the second because we played both together yeah. rob and i the the first one the first one like i don't leave that doesn't leave my sight Except for the fact that, you know, when I moved, I left my board game in Seattle and it got mailed to me, but I'm not checking it in. It's going on the plane with me. Otherwise, I'm not 
I'm not bringing it or it's just, yeah, that stuff comes with me. Cause I do not, that's irreplaceable. Carry on that's material. Not, <laughs> yeah. Right. That's irreplaceable. I'm sorry. Like that's not, that's, that's non-negotiable. So I totally get that. And, uh, glad that you were able to preserve it after all these years. Oh, it's so it, the box is falling apart that, you know, like the box that actually came in, I had to glue it with various times. It's falling apart. It's oh, falling you apart. should see my Buffy and Angel collection box. They're, the box that opens, they're, right? They're totaled. It's it's gone. And I, I made the mistake of packing them very horribly in, in a box to ship from Washington to California. And it just arrived like shit. It, it was so bad. But whatevs, I mean... The discs were okay, though? Yeah. It was just, like, the outer... Yeah, just the outer okay. boxes were... But still, yeah. eh. I know. All right, well, let's get to our first issue. We're going to do issue 11. All right, so I, as you know, this is the part in the episode where we give our crappy recaps that make absolutely no sense and nothing has changed. Here I go again. I think they do, because maybe because I'm in it. <laughs> All right, so Barbus is narrating his desire to be seen and heard, to act out his revenge, to have a crack at the sisters once again and bring their fears back to life. He does this in a mist of air, visiting each sister one by one, including Leo. He visits Prue first. He knows that she is not the Prue that he remembers. Attempting at killing her in season one, he bids farewell to her for the final time. Prue tells Ben in Cole's body, Let's get started. We have a lot to do. <laughs> now he moves on to Piper and Leo at the manor. They are playing the lovely couple from Eyes View and sees that there is no fear to grab onto at the moment from both of them, but takes solace in that one day when their children are old enough to know what fear truly is, he will be there waiting in total glee, ready to pounce. Beautiful. Leo hangs out with his two boys and Piper talks with Paige to say that she will be there for her no matter what happens. You know, Piper's like, oh, this is going to end badly. I'm going to just say it right now. I am here for you because I don't see this going <laughs> anywhere good. <laughs> what a way to lay out the positive. <laughs> That's a Piper. Mm-mm. On to Phoebe, as she is with her husband and kids, Coop has something very important to tell her, and in the background, Barbus is lurking, noticing that Phoebe is already living her worst nightmare, and it wasn't Barbus that did it, so he's not even going to feed on sloppy seconds. <laughs> he is out, just like, Mysterious. I'm an artist, and I do things my way, so bye-bye, so he doesn't touch Phoebe. Last but not least, he notices that even though she has had just a taste of what Barbus is, he it, it really hasn't really been enough for him. Paige tries talking to her husband into coming home from work to talk about that awful revelation he told Paige about being who she is, putting 
the kids in danger. Henry refuses and says that they will talk later. And meanwhile, Paige is really taking this hard. And it's it's been on her mind for the past two days. But today, she has training with the young witch men in their backyard. Idol, Kareem, and Tyler are sparring when Barbus strikes. Paige takes a drink of water and, ta- and it tastes like alcohol, which sparks a memory of her hanging out with friends behind the wheel. And it looks like she and three others were in a car accident. A, a pseudo. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. A pseudo Henry shows up and says that you are around children. And what do you know? They're in danger. Just like I said, <sighs> nothing new. Every time someone is around you, they die. Tyler opens up a portal and is sucked in, which reveals a reverse of giant spiders that come to attack the other two students. All fake, because of Barbus's doing, he reveals himself to Paige. Paige sends him through the portal as he is smothered with the devilish spiders, and he laughs as he embraces his fate. Tyler pops back out unharmed, and the real Henry is home, and they have a talk. They still haven't reconciled from that horrible comment. And uh, Tyler says goodbye to Kareem and goes to bed when he starts to morph into Barbus, then Jeremy, then Abraxas, and then finally Shax as he mutters the word Prue. Mm -hmm. Talk about clutching the goddamn pearls. You should have seen me at home. I was reading this and I literally got <laughs> taken aback because there were also some very creepy images in this that really terrified me. I just was like, what? What? It was done really well and very Nightmare on Elm Street. I mean, we'll get into it, Rob, but yeah, it was creepy. These covers are starting to be just a bit spoilerific. So here's the thing. I've been going in blind because these comics are not necessarily giving any kind of synopsis on the on the issue coming up. So I'm going in blind. I have no idea what the issue is going to be about. And I'm just excited to see where the story is going. Bam. Cover. Barbus right on there. Now, can you imagine getting this in the mail and just being like, oh, okay, I know what this is about. And I'm sure people know ahead of time or maybe look it up. But for me, I didn't want to know. I, you know, like I can't even go in blind to save my life. But here we are. So, you know what the funny, I mean, it's a gorgeous cover too, by the way. That that remains with the charmed covers. They get them so good in these covers. They capture so much emotion. But it gets you hyped in one way. But yeah, can you imagine the reveal would have been so much different if had you not known it was Barbus right away? So I agree, Rob. And that's the thing. So I said to myself, I was like, okay, let's see how much spoiler this is in this issue. And just like I thought, the setup was genius in revealing Barbus because it just had this narrative voice in the background. You had no idea who was talking. You have this mist going everywhere. So I thought the way that they revealed him in the in the issue, it would have been so great if they had just not revealed him on the cover. Because I think just scrolling through the pages and just kind of noticing like, oh, look, there he is. I had no idea he was going to be in this. I had no idea. I mean, there was a little talk about the whole fear thing, but I still had no idea until his face. 
was revealed. So it sucks that he was on the cover. I agree. Um, but I have to say, the narration, once you figure out it is Barbus, like you're saying, I think it's dead on. And it actually clicks so well. I'm like, wow, they really wrote this one pretty well. I think they really captured this character. Uh, so it, it's great that they they brought him back and they actually, I think, did him somewhat justice, Rob. It was beautifully written. I, I liked how um, he was kind of just lurking in the background. How creepy was it just kind of watching him in the background, you know, around Prue as some like silent stalker and commentator, you know, just reminiscing about the old days when he tried to drown her in the shower. They have that call back and she is in the shower again. And he does have that comment. And I love that he knows them so well that he even sees that it's not his quote unquote Prue. I thought that was a great way of, again, letting the audience know that there's something different there. And you could totally hear it in Billy Drago's voice, I think. So, yeah, Ryan, what did you want to talk about from this issue? Anything stand out? Piper and Leo being, again, extremely happy. And is it in this one? I don't know if it's exactly this one. No, it might not be this uh, actual comic. But Piper actually mentions that she's the happiest she's ever been. And then Barbus says, even he noticed Piper's not icy cold. Like, or something about her icy coldness. So I'm like, okay, so Piper really is at this great spot in her life. I mean, she's got Prue back in a way, but it's just so nice. Again, a refreshing to see Piper so happy with Leo and it's not the drama and all these things that they've been through. I mean, God knows we still have a, a, a set of issues to get through so they can still pull that out on us. But I just wanted to note that they are really happy and you could even tell with this with he's taking the boys to the movies and He's, you know, he has this extra free time and they're kissy and lovey. And I, I just loved it. I just it's definitely hinted that that she is definitely more in a happier place. It's just um, but she does say that in the last issue that we cover. The other thing, Rob, is we do see Barbus, like you said in the narration, looking at Phoebe and Coop in a park, and Phoebe is clearly upset and dealing with something. Now, this is not addressed in this issue, but it's nice to see that they are they were setting up something. Although it was very confusing in the moment when it was happening during the issue, I'm like, wait, what is happening with them and then it was kind of never brought up again so um that was yeah i thought that uh he was talking about cole and i'm like why would cole be her worst nightmare and so i was a little confused (laughs) and then i read it again and i go oh i think they might be hinting on something maybe they'll they'll bring it up next time but she clearly is drawn in a way to where she looks like she's crying or she heard some news she didn't want to hear so i'm like oh maybe it's something that he said just now so that made sense and i do enjoy that setup i thought that was great there's this line by barbus and again i think this barbus was just fantastic in this issue like we said um so he comes to this he goes ah but then there's you the one who was never supposed to be i never got to know i never got we never got to know each other as well as i would have liked to 
And I do love this whole that, you know, like I got to play with Paige the least or, you know, amounts of times kind of thing. I was wondering exactly what Barbus was going to hit Paige with. I know that she has a lot going on, but I I at the moment I was like, is there anything like heavily rooted towards her that she talks about being scared of all the time? And I thought the whole water bottle thing and the alcohol was fantastic she takes a drink and spits it out i was very confused as to what that was and then they go into this flashback and i was like oh that is actually brilliant to bring that up again and uh correct me if i'm wrong i don't remember them ever going into heavy detail as to why she chose not to drink in the series so i was so stunned to get this bit of backstory and i just thought the reveal was brilliant i just thought it was great because i talked about how or i wrote down how you know they kept emphasizing on the bottle tyler go get me some water and he yeah. sees the water bottle self and you see him grabbing it and you see give i was like why are they focusing on this bottle and i just was like okay let's see and it makes total sense and uh yeah i it, it sucks to hear that this is driven by uh, you know pun intended of this accident that happened when she was younger and so yeah that was that was pretty deep and you know because he's just like hey i you know it like you said i've been with you the least you know you may be a little claustrophobic or small spaces but i'm like oh this is what you truly are like flipping out about so i just thought that was great so it's another car accident with Paige and the hollowell sisters in general but now Paige survived the car accident with her parents by orbing but it looks like she got behind the wheel we know like rob said that that she doesn't drink and the fact that the comics were smart enough to go back to this i have to echo that i think it is genius it's a part of Paige's character and not that i wanted her to have issues with this i like that she overcame it you know she's a different kind of person but it is smart that this was written clearly into the character in her first episode. And in eight years, it was never brought up again. So I well, not eight, but you know, the, the five she was on. So great writing. I have to say. Yeah. What was wild. And I think I'll probably bring this up when we rate the issue is I love the fact how they kept focusing on a glass that was sitting on a table as if she was contemplating drinking again. That's how I took it. And so if that wasn't the, if that wasn't sort of like the indication of that, I then, you know, luck just came out of this drawing and it just invoked another feeling. Cause I honestly was just thought she was just staring at it and was just like, do I do this? Cause I'm seriously in despair right now. My man's not at home. He's at work. Like what is happening? So I, I like that they kept showing it. It was, it was even when he came home, they kept showing the glass. And so I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, the last shot after they have this at night, Paige was sitting at the table. They The last thing is he says, I'm afraid, and it's a close-up of the glass across from her. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that is a great way of, of doing things with art as well. But man, did Henry look good with that sleeveless number he had on. Yeah, yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, in that sense. I, I'm glad that we got uh, another gay kiss and embrace between Tyler and Kareem. You know, I don't, 
wish to watch young love on and even in comic book form but again i i like that this couple is getting their time on these pages it's it's a loving couple too like it's it's very cute to watch them just be there for one another and how he's like usually you'd probably stay over but tonight i'm a little out of it maybe it's best you go home it's just all of that communication i just think is awesome and i just like those two together was that really tyler then i and he gets whatever happens to him happens after this after sleeping because i actually was going to ask you did barbus get a get a his first possible kiss over there from from somebody (laughs) i thought i was like oh maybe no i think this happened after because he went to bed sleeping knowing that he was him i'm guessing from what we found out in issue 13 explains what just happened at the end of this issue because you would think it would stop at barbus and stop changing but it didn't it changed into multiple people and with that being said you know i was scrolling and i saw this menacing face and what i also loved was that it slowly turned him like it was the teeth first and then the face and like all of that was so creepy looking but i immediately recognized jeremy and i this is where the The pearls came in this is where the pearls came in i looked at that menacing face and i knew exactly who that was and i was (laughs) like oh jeremy and then while the page was like mid level on my computer screen i saw two horns and i'm like is that gonna be a braxis and i just was like okay and then i revealed it and i was like it is a braxis and i was just freaking out so he kept changing and then turned into shacks i just shacks oh my god i just lost it because he just you know he goes pra pra and then oh i just thought all of that was amazing we have no idea what happened I yeah what an ending what happened to him did you have any theories about what was going on with him did you really think it was just possession I th- I'm telling you I thought it was Freddy some Freddy Krueger sh- shit <laughs> I like uh, it was it was looked very painful I have to say on Tyler's end this this sh- this shifting into these things but I, I, when I saw his shags I was just like oh my god like you said shock shock it was it wasn't just jeremy for me it was the shacks that was like oh crap what i was like yeah. well, no but what the hell is happening so confused so in his confused. in his in his um in sync i drive myself crazy pajamas oh my god he was the most comfortable demon right ever <laughs> he was just wearing just very room fitting you know pants you know be, be arthur-esque i would say his his clothing very free for me yes yeah <laughs> funny. page i thought was on fire because she says to tyler demons will come on your worst day and your best days and she follows that up with after she figures out with the drink thing that hor- horrified look she knew it was Barbus within a minute. Like this, these Hollowell sisters again are on their game. This is what we want to see. They are on, you know, they are just, ah, I love this. I love them being so smart. No like stupidity in the sense that like, what could this be? She was like, oh, Barbus, I know it's you. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, I forgot to talk about the training. I thought the training session was really good. She really is taking all of this in as far as being a leader and an influencer. And 
I loved how, oh, that's a good question. Like, did you enjoy or not enjoy, but did you approve of her style of training? Do you think that she was being too hard on Tyler? It's funny because she was in this position once. Um, Yeah, it did seem uncharacteristic for Paige, but I think in that moment she was just, you know, afraid of everything and she just wanted to whip them into reality. But I could see if Rose was doing this, I think she would have did it in a cute but stern way. So you think that under better circumstances, she wasn't like stressed out. You don't think she would teach this way? I think she would teach. You think? Well, I mean, I don't know if there'd be a lot of physical stuff going on because she was just like, hit me. Like she was like, hitting hit- him too. Like, she, yeah. She asked him to hit her like hard, like stop holding back. Like I can take care of myself. I I think she would do that. I, you know, um, that's just me. I don't know. I, I didn't think it was too out of character, but it was clearly brought on by stress, right? Like, I don't know if she would have been that hard on him, but yes. She was like, I can tell you're holding back. Like, I need you to really be into this because they're not going to care. So, yeah, I didn't mind it. I mean, would I train that way? No. But at the same time, I actually didn't mind the way that she did it. So that was me. But, yeah, nice training session. And it's reality. She's right. It will be on your best day and your worst day. All right. Well, let's go ahead and rate this issue. What did you think about the story and dialogue that we got for this new setup? Honestly, once you figure out it's Barbus and it because of the cover. It wasn't really confusing with me. I really thought it was easy, the image to word relationship. The only thing would be that Phoebe moment, but again, it's set up for something else. So a three for me. Okay. Uh, I really enjoyed the story and dialogue in this. Uh, there was something that was said that I wrote down. When you dream, I hope you see my face. Yeah. Barbara says this to Prue and I just that was such a chilling line. And I I just think the writing in this was really good this time. Very uh, true. Also, just kind of watching the sisters do their everyday thing with this onlooker was a really nice touch of storytelling, in my opinion. So I also gave it a three. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. Which leads us, of course, to the art and drawing. Um, Ira personally gave it a 2.5. The characters were definitely captured, although there were some rough moments when Paige was, you know, doing certain movements and things like that. But 2.5, 2.5, you? Okay. Uh, I gave it a 2. Uh, okay. Uh, the, the slow change into Barbus with the T, they're very Freddy, like we mentioned. I loved that. All of that was written well. Uh, the look of the spiders, the way that Barbus looked when he was getting covered in them. Do you think he's gone? Like, is he done? Like, oh, I'm just going to put you in here. This is just one mm. little pawn in a list of villains coming back. Do you think that was it? All we had to do was put him in the portal and that was it? He does love to show up. So, yeah, I, I think he could possibly show up. I feel like <laughs> they're going to be like a battlefield by the end of the season and they're gonna, all their past villains or some crap is going to yeah. happen. Uh, again the shadow and the colors and this dark sort of motif when she's in the kitchen looking at the glass all that was drawn well also um, I think that uh, I don't know if it was this issue it might be another one they're getting better with Henry uh, the way that he's been drawn Uh, so I, I appreciate that as well but yeah two for me 
my overall entertainment, I was actually very glued to this. I even went on Instagram. I was like, I was not ready for this issue. They brought up a lot of triggering moments from the charm <laughs> series and i lived for every single moment i was very entertaining i can only imagine what it was like to hold the actual comic reading mm. this i just thought it was fantastic and i was very entertained so another three this is an eight out of nine for me i following that with a three for a lot of the same reasons and it's an 8.5 for me it's a really good issue. Really good issue. Um, who is your MVP? Honestly, Paige, because as much as Barbus was fantastic in this and it was his issue, mm -hmm. uh, Paige, again, just for knowing it was Barbus, for um, she seems like she's she's going through a lot, but she's keeping it together in some ways i i just love that she knew it was barbus for, for some reason that tickled me so much so Paige, rob you okay yeah uh i picked barbus for obvious reasons uh i enjoyed his line of dialogue and he definitely was our pov so this issue definitely focused on him and he is my mvp my favorite moment is the end. Just this random change of time. Like, it, it just came out of nowhere, and we're just left so confused as to what happened to him. But until we find out I'm cool with Shaq's being around, like, that, all of that just was wild. Uh, do you think it was a little bit of a womp womp? You know, you can't think anything better to do than to do a season two, episode one of just bringing back villains the way that they did, especially the specifics of Jeremy and Abraxas. Yeah, I actually thought that same thing because too. yeah, they did the same thing when when yeah when the book was read yeah in season two. So I don't know. Do you think this was like you guys are just you know grasping at straws or do you think it was very clever to have them brought back the way that they were no you know what i always like to say i think it's fan service in a way because i think they were they're trying to hit these big point demons but um if I, whatever it was rob it worked for me because Shax just was like oh yes and when you said the end was your you know your moment the end was that for me and Shax's of course is the end so mm -hmm. yes i was ready for issue 12 at this point and <laughs> went immediately good. over to it <laughs> all right well let's move on to issue 12 Okay, Charmy, so in this issue, Prue uses Ben Turner as a way to ground herself as she casts a spell. Meanwhile, on a beach somewhere, Kira the Seer invites the sisters there to catch up. She's shocked to know that Prue didn't tell them she brought her back from the exact moment of death. Okay. We have definitely will talk about that. Now after turning up, uh, excuse me, now after turn uh, trying to be human and just living a normal life, she's bored. Yeah. She tried shopping. She tried yoga and nothing is filling that void. She thinks she can help fight evil like the charmed ones. 
and has loads of knowledge to boot, including what Prue has become. Back inside Prue's mind, Patience, the actual Patience, the body that she took, tells her she stole that body and it doesn't belong to her, brain dead or not. Turns out Prue's body is reaching out for what she used to know, and that is the power of three. Meaning she is stripping it from the other sisters in the process. While Prue is in her spell, Shax appears, blasting Ben Turner across the room. And back inside of her mind, Patience tells Prue she um, she can end this all by leaving her body and taking the book, the grimoire book, and the sword with her. Prue refuses and destroys Pat, saying it is no longer her body. I could only assume she destroys her charmies. I'm not sure. It looked that way. The sisters orbit just in time to see Shax attacking. Prue is once again thrown into a wall and appears to die the same way she does she did originally. Crew gets uh, Prue gets back up and goes all for Slayer. I say Buffy and turns Shax's attack into a butterfly. Together, the sisters say the vanquishing spell. Kira gives the sisters and their children a natural um, potion to protect them from the pain of being around Prue and the sisters hug together once more. Well, let's be specific. So this potion or this elixir or, you know, remedy only works for about a week. So it's it's limited, like it's not completely fixed. Uh, so they only have a boosters. Limited, yeah, they only have a limited time to fix what's going on. This just is buying them some time to figure out if they can actually get proof from having, you know, the power of three stripped. So, yeah, uh, what an issue. Uh, wow. Where would you like to start? Honestly, I was riveted by the beginning of Benjamin Turner in Cole's body and Prue and the whole spell. Uh, I I just love that setup. Again, it's one of these where inside the action, you know, we're just about to go into what's happening. And did you figure out right away what was happening when Prue did the spell and you see like this, this, what would you say? This body that's glowing. Cause of course you can't show Shannon Doherty's likeness in the comic books. And then you see someone who looks like, um, Prue's current form of Pat uh, Patience. Did you get that right away? What was happening, Rob? No, I didn't. I mean, they seem to be making up all of these magical rules right on the spot. I have no <laughs> idea how to like the nexus of it all is just so new to me. I, I just I'm just along for the ride, to be honest. So that honestly could have been anything, anyone, whatever. The fact that it was Pat reading Prue for fucking filth i loved every minute of this you selfish bastard you took my damn body and now i'm sitting here having to like just live through you oh my god i loved every minute of patience reading her for filth and just being like how dare you you can fix all of this just move on just move on you scaredy cat and i just was like give it to her somebody needs to say it somebody needs to tell her she is so wrong for this this is such a selfish thing and i get it 
in the process, she is doing good. She is helping fighting evil. But all of this is for selfish terms. Who doesn't want to die? Like, I get the of fear. Course. It makes total sense. But knowing what she knows now, she's still not willing to give it up. Do you see how easy it was for her to just be like, bye, bitch? <laughs> this is, I'm hoping. <laughs> yes, it was. Really quickly. But I'm hoping this is because she's becoming unhinged but it doesn't look like that way <laughs> oh, so you think she's losing her mind this is not what prue would really do it's the nexus that's making her selfish and rude and stealing bodies she literally yes. invaded somebody without consent like this is well prue did say right she's like you were brain dead there's no way of you coming back right like that's how she's justifying well it. you are wrong and you can fix it now what are you gonna do <gasps> Nope, nothing's changed. That's what I think she's like. That's what she's she's got to be like. I think she's becoming like crazy. I'm not exactly sure where they want us to stand with Prue, but this is not the right direction. I'm a little bit livid. I just like I don't want her to die immediately, but just knowing what she knows, (laughs) this is pretty messed up. This is messed up. So you're not. I'm just like this is not cool. She needs to give up this body. Like, I'm sorry. Goodbye, Prue. We've had you for four seasons. It's time to go. It's time to go. So you are, you're taking it. This is really, really Prue, right? Like, and she just wants to live. Like, you, do you have any, like, feeling at all that this could be because of this nexus of all? Because for some reason, I'm taking it like that. Maybe I just want to grasp to straws of, like, the Prue that was, but... I mean, we'll see how it plays out. The other thing is, is that she was totally fine until she sacrificed herself by, you know, grabbing the grimoire and in the sword and, you know, being in the way of the shot or whatever. Like, if you're going to die and be sacrificed, then fucking die. Stop doing this. And this time, back- did, she, did she want to die this time, though? I thought. Well, yes, but she didn't know. Now that she don't was, want to. <laughs> she didn't know that was going to happen to her. She felt that yeah. the only reason why she came back was for that moment. And then it just turned her into the nexus. So it's just like, oh, everything was fine. Patience would not have bothered her. We would not be in this situation if she would just stay put. Like, <laughs> give it up. So anyways, I, I, I'm not going to harp on this, but I, I'm not a fan of Prue right now. Like this, this, the way they wrote this for her was not good. I'm not, I'm sorry. I'm not going to be on her side until they fix it. That's, I knew it. I knew he was going to love this. I knew he was going to love this scene because I knew he wanted justice for patience, Rob. So when I read this, I was like, he's going to like this. (laughs) Um, so I'm good at let's hold out for hope, Charmies, for, you know, any proof stands out there. But, yeah, it's it's not looking good because he actually – did she, like, choke her? Yeah, <laughs> she well, choked her and sucked her in or exploded Patience her. Patience was like, get the hell out of – like, give me back my body. Like, she's – like, <laughs> woman, I don't even know you. Okay, I'm done. I can't. I can't anymore. <laughs> Patience doesn't even know her. I just – like, I would be so <laughs> just violated. It just – uh. <laughs> you don't know my life <laughs> right so. oh god this is so icky okay so the next really the big focus of this issue is so kira must have mentioned she wanted to go to the beach right because where did i, I came up with this like last week i was like did she want to go to the ocean 
So well, she's at the ocean, Charmies. I, it's funny. I, don't know. I, I was like, oh, well, she didn't go too far from getting her own life. But then I'm like, wherever she is, she must have orbed. Again, I don't know where she got the money to do all the shopping. Yoga yeah. And stuff, but I mean, I, I think it's cool that she's still a part of their lives. I loved finding out that she was a part of the, you know, the the four you know, having having brunch and just hanging out. And I, I love that, that human now. I, I thought that was really cool. You know, she's having a girl's trip. And I th- I don't know how they called her or whatever, but they're together. And I, I just like that. I think that's cool. And, and they had no idea she was alive. But like Rob said, she is shopping and doing all these things and i know we keep saying this but she must be conjuring money somehow at this point because she's like i'm buying mimosas and Paige does say i'll pass so maybe that's like just or is she fronting in front of her sisters no (laughs) i I knew she couldn't hack it as a mundane human i knew it for so long it's just and it'll be been (laughs) soon enough too i just knew she couldn't do it oh ben oh God, uh, I did. Oh, I mean, we'll get into it with Hot Man Meter, but what I love which that by, pajama number. Which, by the way, though, I love the fact that he gets thrown into a wall and we never hear from him again. <laughs> like Ooh, he's been prude. The next thing you know, they're all out on a beach having fun. And I'm like, what happened to Ben? He just got thrown through a wall. Okay, I guess he's fine. That, that was short lived. Ben's life. I have to say the highlight for me in this issue, besides the ending, um, was Kira giving her her tale of what happened in the last two issues. And she they did it in the best Kira slash Charisma Carpenter voice writing. Again, this was like Barbus. And then she's like, at one point she goes, Prue goes off and gets killed by Shax. Or as I call him, Blue Fabio with hair problems. That is such a fan thing that has been said over the years, right? They had to have thrown that in there on purpose. Well, Um, she's also very blunt, too. Like, she's not really one to just filter anything out. She was like, yeah, yeah, you you died. Sorry, that's the the way it works. (laughs) And, you know, she'll just say a lot of stuff like, yeah, this is not cute like she's she's draining you so yeah if you guys don't fix this well i didn't say kill her but oh yeah she's all like I'm crazy killer is, all i'm <laughs> saying like yeah i didn't say kill her you murderer i'm just saying she's got to go you know like she's very forward about it but i also love the fact how she was like there's a lot to tell you i'm going to dumb it down for anyone and i'm like if you're gonna do this for anyone do it for me because because what is going on i have no idea what's going on so i really needed this explanation to be as simple as possible does it make sense of the explanation what you just heard does it make sense what is going on with prue sure because i'm going back to that whole thing that we came up with right or they said it that her and Paige were sharing a power right at first and then she was holding the power of three back now she's still searching for the power of three because it's familiar. So Prue, like like Rob said, Prue just has to die, I guess, because it's not meant for her. It's not meant for the four. All I wrote was as she is stripping the power of three as well as the bloodline and all of them will be dead because Prue is. <laughs> oh, <going to> be- <laughs> 
yeah, Rob Bruce is over her. Is is clinging to the old power and wants and and more power. So the the Hollowell line will die. I, I'm you know I'm assuming. So that that's what I got out of her story. So hopefully that is what's going on. <laughs> Damn you, Prue! Biggest thing here is the battle with Shaq. So as we said in the intro. Ben gets thrown through the wall. Rob notes that he's never seen again. And then for a moment, they think Prue is dead because Paige says, I don't feel the pain of being around Prue. So that means that she did knock herself out or she died, Rob. So she came back and I got, I mean, I hope you could still feel the the strength of this moment through your, your Prue frustrations right now. But she was actually able to vanquish Shax with her sisters, and they say, we'll say it together. We don't have to do this alone. And honestly, it's something I think that I needed. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. I I love the moment that they have together. And also, Prue gets to act revenge. You know, the sisters got to do it for her, but now Prue gets to actually get back at Shax for what... <laughs> you know, he did. And this is what's great is the way that it was drawn. You know, they, they kind of hand her eyes being closed every time there's like Shaq's getting closer to defeating the rest of them. And then all of a sudden she opens her eyes and she's rising up and she's like, I'll handle this asshole. And, you know, I just, I loved all of that. I thought that was all drawn. Well, what a nice battle. And I'm glad that Prue got to act out her revenge and, and selling, saying the spell together, I thought was great. And Paige had a tear in her eye, too. Like, I just love the Paige and Prue dynamic that she really does care about her. And they were able to have this. And maybe I'm on a high because of all the Shannon and Rose love lately in real life. But God, do I want Paige and and Prue to be together in some form. (laughs) Oh, you know what? I just thought about this. Maybe I maybe my assessment is correct now i remember everybody you know knew that ben was here through coop's body but nobody knows about ben being in cole's body so yeah phoebe hasn't even seen cole's body yet and that's why he went he went by he just exactly so it's just funny i i don't know how they kept him hidden but i'm like yeah we didn't even get a reaction of prue using cole's body like that so, and I think at the end of issue 13, they still don't know. No. Yeah. Isn't that wild? So that's another, yeah, that's going to, that's going to be something, especially since we see what happens that he's getting memories in the next issue or something. And so, yeah. Yeah. Why don't we get into our ranking then? Okay. All right. So story and dialogue. This is what I wrote down. I was like, finally, we find out what Prue is and what she's doing to them. Um, it's not too far from what we already know, but it, you know, we have it finalized and it's impactful. And, you know, the cure story I thought was was done great. Um, having patience there to really let Prue have it was such a delightful <laughs> treat for me. It's really messed up uh, for story. Two point five is what I gave it. Not the best story, but yes, almost there. I gave it a three just because okay. of Shaq's, honestly. Okay. But I'm not happy of the way things are going down with the Prue situation, I, I will say. But three? 
Now, I know that I don't practice magic on a daily, and so my memory skills have not improved because I'm not reading spells all the time. But if I had to remember the Shack spell on a whim like that, I would be dead. There was no way I was going to remember that. And all four of them remembered that. Wasn't like Pipe. Well, no, I guess Piper was alive when well, alive awake when she said the spell back then. But I just remember her being knocked out. I just I can't believe all of them remember the no, spell they both that easily. Went- when it was well, the second time around with Paige, she was, but yeah, yeah, she was knocked out with when they reset time. Prue, uh, Phoebe wasn't even there to save the spell, so none of them heard it. No, it's just so I would be dead because there's no way I would have remembered that spell. So kudos I, I to them. know it only because I'm a crazy fan and I said that spell so many times over the years. But you're right, like if if I was just a charmed one like you and we were charmed, I'd be like, oh, Rob. <laughs> what was wind that blows again? something Blow, blowing wind <laughs> <laughs> all right what about the drawing and art um it's not perfect but um i'm giving it a three because uh, again um the shacks just the fact that he was back just gave me giddy feeling so three rob um what about you 2.5, uh, the Prue waking up, kicking ass. That was fun to watch. Kira telling her story, all of those images in the back. Grant, all of that looked very good. I gave it a 2.5, not the best drawn, but yeah, pretty good. Which leads us to, of course, the overall entertainment. I personally am finishing this out with three, the power of three. So three, 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 um, with a total of nine. What about you, Rob? Uh, it's another 2.5 for me. I believe that is a 7.5. Yeah. Yes. 7.5. Yes. <laughs> uh, I, I was entertained through most of it. Uh, great to have Kira back. And uh, I, I like the fight scene. So, yeah, I was entertained. Uh, did you happen to pick an MVP? Kira. I just found her just so fun and refreshing. And it's like, yes, this is why they brought you back to life. I see. You weren't just a one-off. Um, her her explaining what happened, just, just the whole thing. So, Kira, you are my MVP this week, Rob. Yes, the same, Kira, just so full of knowledge. And it's great that she's there to explain it all. Granted, she is human now, but she has all that demon knowledge. So... I like that she's around, you know, helping people out. So, and she has a new calling. She wants to fight evil. So (laughs) I'm sure we'll see more of her in the rest of the issues. Which is so smart. And I want to see it as well. Uh, My favorite moment was the uh, Shaq's vanquishing spell. Just the four of them doing together. I thought was pretty awesome moment. So. And that is why it is also my favorite moment, Rob and Charmy's very good very good all right well we just have one more left let's talk about issue 13 all right we are going to start with phoebe and cupid Now, Coop goes in front of the High Council of Cupids and has been punished for using the temple as his own babysitter's club. 
He, <laughs> he has forced Cupid to take side with good and ruins their Switzerland street cred. So the sentence is, you can only see your wife on your anniversary or you die. <laughs> exactly. We will get into it. Next, we've got Prue. Now, Prue finds out about Hermes. Hermes. I'm, I hope I'm saying that right here. He is an old one and so old that basically the wasteland is the literal old one, Hermes. She kept repeating it over and over again. She gets an overview of what the last the wasteland looks like. It's an actual being. So all of those demons that get flung into the wasteland are just being absorbed in this old one's body, just laying there. Who, by the way, looks like a mantis. Mantis. Oh, my God. So, yeah, uh, someone who has been infected on our earthly plane with the old one and has been unconsciously bringing back demons from the past onto our plane. They have to find out who that is. And I believe we have our theories. Next is Ben Turner. Now, Ben Turner is enjoying his new abs, and he still feels pretty guilty that Cole turned out the way that he did, and he had no power to prevent it. Uh, since his experience with Elizabeth, the demon mother, he doesn't really see witches and demons as being who uh, beings uh, who can be redeemed or shed their magical side. He doesn't trust them, and no matter how much of their magical side they shed, they will always be witches and demons at their core. And he wants Kira's help to bring Cole back. I think that's what I read. He said, I want to go back, but then they kept talking about Cole deserving to live again. So I don't know if they want to do a switcheroo or something like that, but... Kira's like, hey, the soul is destroyed. And he goes, I don't give a fuck. Y'all know magic. Everybody else gets to come back except for my kid. Do something. And so Kira says, I will help you, but you're not going to like it. So again, there's always a way. So even having your soul destroyed still doesn't hold you back from being brought <laughs> to life again. Unless you are Shannon Doherty's image, you will not, you cannot come back. You can come back on this damn, this damn show. Apparently. All right. Now moving on to Piper and Leo. Now they are taking or talking, excuse me, talking with the new age elders to see what they can do to help fix Prue. The elders are like, first of all, woman, don't be coming up in here with no stank attitude based on what our <laughs> leaders did before us. That is the old way. We are doing things new. We are allowing gays into our congregation now. We put up a ramp for the, you know, like, we are chill now. We, we don't go by the old ways anymore. All of those rules have gone out the window. We are new age. So take that heterate off your face. She, she just would not stop giving them the look. Oh, and by the way, we can't help Prue anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> Nothing has changed, Charmies. <laughs> uh, but no, she had to lay down the law. She was just like, don't be treating us like some old fools. And we're going to talk about that because I have questions. So Piper is very pissed off. And still, no matter who sits on the board, because demons have never tried to do the most like these elders have. She says a few unpleasant words and walks out. Leo backs her up like a real man and stands by her side, even though she got a mouth on her. And so the two of them um, 
under the circumstances are very, very happy. Even <laughs> though they have all this drama going on, they are at their best right now. So that's great. Now let's move on to Paige and Henry. So in this issue, oh, Henry gets a job offer to move to L.A. and uh, take a job at a precinct there. This even would give him a raise. But Paige is thinking he is using this as a way to get away from her and magic. And she thinks that she's soon to be a new divorcee. Henry wants her and the kids to move with with him, but she refuses to leave her family. Henry does not understand why she thinks it's best to have these kids in the middle of all this danger and almost losing their mom on a daily basis. Also, adopting a kid into all of this mess, he is only thinking what is best for these children. Now, Paige accuses Henry of saying she wants the opposite and isn't a good mother for it. Uh, they continue to go in circles around this and things are just not looking good for them. But one thing is for sure is they love each other so effing much. Uh, this issue wraps up with Elise, who suddenly has no life and is babysitting. <laughs> all the She's time. become the new one. Yeah. Oh, the um, baby is going to be in trouble next. <laughs> she um, is embracing Phoebe after finding out about the news with Coop and her daughter is coming question mark. I'm she, first of all, she's not showing that much. So is this baby trying to kick her way out or are we just establishing that she's finally going to have the girl from her vision? Wasn't Billy. Wait, isn't this the third kid that Billy should be there? And they should be like, mommy's like, she's holding the kid, the two that are already there. Well, things have changed. That future is no longer existing, but I, I didn't replaced by Elise. I didn't really understand what that was about. Is she in labor now? Is this baby coming now sooner than late? Cause she's like, Coop's not here. So I, I don't know what that meant. She, yeah, I was going to say, she is the thinnest pregnant person you have ever seen. Unless they're trying to say that the stress is causing like an early something, but no, it made it seem like the baby's coming. Like you knew this was happening. Elise. Call right, the so, ambulance. <laughs> so that is issue 13. Okay. So I need you to pick a character and we will start from there. Where are we going first? Um, Ben Turner. All right. Ben Turner. Okay. So Ben says Kira at the core is a demon, just like Elizabeth. He doesn't care what magic um you know these witches do you can't change the core of someone do you believe that no because like piper says in this she does say this the former demon has helped us more than you have as elders in like the last day you know so no i think people can change and i think he sort of saw his own son well, I guess he is getting visions of what his son did, but he's exactly he, his, his son did in the end sacrifice his life for love. And well, it's just like you know, <sighs> you know, once a cheater, always a cheater. Like, oh, there's, well, just, that, there's just no changing. That I believe though. No, just <laughs> that I believe. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I. I, I'm kind of a mixed bag. I mean, he's coming from a history where demons have done nothing but harm to him in the worst way. So clearly he's not really in favor of looking at them as redeemable people or creatures to, you know, one day do good for someone. So I think, you know, when push comes to shove, they'll choose their demon evil half 
to reign to make their lives better. I, I can only assume just based on what I'm reading. Uh, also, Ben's a smoker. Gross. And first of all, not your body. Yeah. So unless Cole was a smoker and you're just channeling that, that was a disgusting look. I was grossed out and there was really no reason for it. I don't think they've ever really established Ben as a smoker, but they made him. I I, I don't know what it means. It was just not something. You know what I, I think they I think they did it to show he was like an old, it was an old timey kind of thing. Honestly, that's how I took it. Or and they're trying to show that he is a different person than Cole. I think that's why. Yeah. But yeah, I was like, yeah, okay. So he's getting these visions of a different time, and we see who I thought was like a flashback of Cole's or something, and. I thought, oh, is this the queen of, of yeah. vampires? But then it wasn't. They it showed was a close-up, and they were, like, making out. And it was the way that this woman was holding Cole's face. I'm like, that's Phoebe. Yeah, it was and queen of the underworld, Phoebe. So was this, like, sort of a, an imagination of what it was yeah. like when she... Okay. So, that's how I think. That's what I think. So that was pretty interesting. And then, like, why did her clan look like Batman Beyond? Just these <laughs> these people in these futuristic clothing um, looking for the future. It was pretty quick. It was pretty crazy, like, seeing that. But noticing that it was Phoebe, it confused me a little bit. But I thought it was pretty trippy to kind of see her as queen of the underworld again. And yeah, you're right. They were very futuristic slash mutants from something. Um, <laughs> and I just want to add though, it's okay. Kira's good enough for you to sleep with her though, Ben. <laughs> you know, she's not a demon. She's not demon, you know, doing the demon things for you while you're, you're not worrying about it then. But I don't know. I just thought it was like, it does suck, but that he's having, you know, these thoughts. But honestly, the only thing I kept saying was, who is this woman? Until we realized it's Kira. I was like, who is this woman that... Do you like, think they slept together? Th oh, that's how what I assumed. Because he no. was, like, shirtless and... Yeah, I mean, I... if anything, he, you know, Kira was tending to the wounds from, you know, previous issues. And he just happened to be naked or something. But I don't think she slept with him. Oh, my God. Why do I... Why did I think that? You're right. Well, no, it makes it sense. Now. I mean, it's set up. I mean, why is he undressed? Maybe. Why you know, Maybe. so I, I'm not calling that. I would think that it would have to be mentioned for me, but um, I asked about Ben finding out more about his son. Remember, I was like, would it be a thing if Phoebe like confessed all of the things that he did? Well, it looks like Phoebe doesn't have to say anything because <laughs> he's getting these memories now. He's um, seeing it himself. Also. So as he's sort of telling his, own truth that he really doesn't really dig all of this magic stuff he is continuing the spell that prue put him through just with a third person this time and then we see this vision that prue gets of all the demons that have either already arrived or on their way were you able to identify every single demon in the fiery vision there was three that i could not recognize and one i'm a little unsure of um, I definitely see it looks like Abraxas, Shax, Barbus, mm -hmm. the Seer, of course, um, the, the Leather Demon, the Maker-Cultet, Crito, that's right, Crito. The one on the bottom that looks like Freddy Krueger, I know that ha that looks familiar for Oh, is it supposed to be? That's not supposed to be Javna, is it? 
Which one did you say? The one at the bottom, like at the right next to the seer seer. Oh, I okay. So, oh, that is Javna. Okay, so I was looking at Hakate as Javna, but that's Hakate. And yes, you're right. The older man is Javna. Oh, you see it over there. Okay, yes, 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 yes. Okay, so the one below Hakate, I thought that that was Hakate. What? Who? Which demon is that? It strangely that, looks familiar, though. It looks so familiar. Like I'm. Oh, you know who, that looks like the Wendigo. But I know it's not the Wendigo. It can't be. But it looks like the Wendigo. It almost looks like a werewolf from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Like when when Oz turns into a werewolf. Like that's what it looks yeah. like. So um, who's the curly hair in the middle? I think that's the, the only one that I definitely don't know who it is. Curly hair looks like an actor, though, for some reason. So it looks like they did base this off some kind of actor that might have been on the show. Like, I, you know, okay, so you remember when Rain Wilson was on there? He was the alchemist. Yes. That was one thought, but then I don't know. I can't figure out who this is. These curls, these curls are just throwing me. I'll have to look it up, or maybe a Charmy will be able to help us out here with this one. But we have the Vampire Queen. And yeah, Kryto and whatnot. So yeah, you were right on Javna, so that helped out. Okay, very good. And we the got top, them all. And the and the top one is she oh, and almost yeah, it's what's what's that name? Yeah, that one. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So uh, yeah, so that is uh Ben. Who should we go to next? I think we mentioned Prue. Why don't we just do Prue? So this kind of comes into how the issue wrapped up. So yes. the way the wasteland, what do you think about Haramis? Are you scared? Do you think that the old one will wake up and take form in sort of a smaller body and come like what do you think about the wasteland just being like this thing? Uh, I hope we get a Cloverfield like experience where this thing comes out into San Francisco and is like roaming the streets with demons attached to it and like falling off. That would be badass, honestly. Something like that. Um, I do like this look because I guess where do you go from here? Like that Gollum seer, uh, Gollum, excuse me, source that we had last time. Like this, I like because it's different for Charmed. What do they call this? Lovecraftian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Prue, the minute she sees the the wasteland as an aerial view you know she she gets the name immediately she starts remembering stuff clearly everything all magic is in that head of hers and it's just locked away <laughs> until there's a reason to remember it and all of it is just eating away at her so she has so much knowledge just waiting to be used but she claims that someone is being targeted or has the connection to be bringing all of these demons out now this right. has got to be tyler correct yeah that's what i think too yeah they're setting it up because he's able to pull from these portals so they had to have had him involved for a bigger picture or maybe not and that's the other thing too is that as they destroyed shacks and the other one tyler just ends up in some area that we don't know about we still don't know what happened to him at the end of this issue so no. tyler is just gone but i'm assuming they're talking about tyler so that will be my guess until further notice. <laughs> I agree. All right. Who should we go to next? Uh, let's go to Coop because I okay. cannot 
get over this whole situation. So we went from, I'm not going to tell Phoebe there's a trial not to worry her, to there really wasn't a trial. I was just saying that because of something else, to now there was a trial, and it's overseen by a gigantic Cupid. And he says this line, which I thought, I just made me laugh so hard. I know it's not supposed to. This is not a court of men. This is a court of love. This is what the giant judge Cupid says. I'm just like, this is the cheesiest thing (laughs) ever. And it just makes sense for these Cupids uh, to have this. This would be like... But again, like, is this is this so bad that you can only see your wife on your anniversary? What? Oh, do, do not mess with love, okay? Like, clearly here, not. So here's my thing on this. You know, the Cupids are definitely pulling an elder thing. They're forcing him away from Phoebe. <laughs> I'm not saying that she deserves this, but here's what I will say. This is what I hear all the time throughout this series. And it's mostly from Piper. Every single time they want to do something, it's let's do it now and we'll deal with the consequences later. They never think ahead that something bad is going to happen because they always have this idea of we will fix this. Everything will be fine. They're very optimistic and I love that about them, but they never think of how it affects the environment and the people that they use in the process. And they're just like, we'll just deal with it later. And I hear it all the time. And this is what happens. No one asked you to take those kids there. I'm sorry. And (laughs) this is not all about the sisters. Coop went rogue. And decided to kind of fuck around with Ben's soul ball and, you know, go to the wasteland and everything. And, like, I get it. He's off kilter. He is literally just doing things off cup. This is not what Cupids are meant to do. This is what they get when they continue to use resources that they didn't get an okay from. They just don't. And I, I think the punishment is way harsh. But I think that a punishment is warranted. So I'm not even mad about that. But once a year on the anniversary or die, Ryan. Oh, no, or, and, or if these terms are violated, you, Coop Hollowell, and your children, Parker and Prudence Joanna Hollowell, will be stripped of all your powers, like yeah. Phoebe was. Phoebe's like, fuck you and your powers. He doesn't need them. And he's like, girl, yeah. I'm going to age if I get rid of them. This is very Darla. Like, she's either a vampire or she dies. And... Oh, here's the yeah. thing like I, absentee father or no father at all with the best memories ever like what do you do honestly <laughs> actually um ooh, my original thought was like bye coop i'm dying but you're gonna die i'm dying i'm dying i don't know how long it'll take for me to age but once a year like can we talk to each other in between that's it's it's a little it's it feels a little trapped to me and i hate using that word look love conquers all i think anytime with your one and only should be um you know utilized and 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 embraced and, and whatever the case may be but here's the thing 
So you want this woman to never do anything, date, be a single mom, and literally never see her man only one. I mean, just to see him once a year would be torture. Like, I would not be able to move on. Like, where is my life now? It's say your goodbyes and, and like, don't fuck up next time. I mean, I <laughs> for me, I would die. I could not go through an entire year only see them once that if yet that was some good luck getting a babysitter on the anniversary that's all i'm saying because when you don't have a good day i was thinking the same thing i was like oh i hope your anniversary wasn't on one of these crazy days well the other thing is is that i'm sure he would want to see his kids too but just imagine having being like oh yeah i have a father who never wants to be around us except for once a year instead of just being like and he sees my mother let me remember my father the way that you know, my father, the way that, you know, I've been, I don't know. I just think just, just die. That's just me. <laughs> I would love, oh my God, Rob, you have to do a poll for the charmies. <laughs> who will choose love and who will die or, and, and die or who yeah. will do, do the universe or whatever the hell. <laughs> oh. So we have t- what? Two more sisters then. Yes. Yes. So, uh, Piper, uh, Piper is still very salty about the elders. Do you think she would or should have let it go by now? It's been a while. Like, <laughs> yes, the elders are bullshit. We know this. And I'll tell you this, uh, you know, speaking to my therapist, you know, he says like the truth, honestly, like the world is a shitty place sometimes. And there yeah. are people who, honestly are just never going to live up to your full potential or how you see them or whatever. And you can't get angry over, you know, people who are just never going to change. And it it, also things that are out of your control. Right. So yes, be salty at the elders, be pissed off at what they did, but you know, your life is not getting any better by holding on to this grudge or whatever. Just, you know, you can, Forget it. Just don't get so angry about it all the time. Right now, I'm paraphrasing. I'm sure that, you know, my doctor can probably phrase this a lot better to make (laughs) sense. But at the end of the day, like, what do you think? Should she have just let it go by now? Are we still just going to be angry the entire time? Like, I don't want to have anything to do with you. You're never like any mission you have. Forget you. I don't want to help you. Like, or, or does she have a right to just be angry for the rest of her life at these people? Not until the point when they said, but we don't have any information anyway. <laughs> That's when she was able to have the, I think, the anger. Uh, no, Rob, my question, though, was, wasn't this now the second group of Kyle brought back these elders? They killed, they wiped those people out. And now this is another group. So this is like so far removed from the elders, elders, that she shouldn't have a problem. This well, is now the elders. The elders from Kyle, but they died, but now they formed another group of elders. So I I do love well, first I'll go back. Uh, so again, for me, I I think she should let it go just to the point of if you don't see any actual change, then yes, then hold on to that resentment. I totally get that. Yeah, it, right. it is what it is, right? They they say a line, they go, Look, you guys were still the charm ones and you were completing your destiny. We were white lighters. We were not anywhere a part of the elder. Right. They, we have nothing to do with what they did to you. We had no say. We had no power. There was no democracy. Like, we have nothing to do with those decisions. But here's the thing about that. 
I can understand that someone doesn't want to be punished by generational, you know, traditions and an Old Testament, right? Just think of like slavery. Like I hate to go that hard, but like when you have white people who inherit the wealth that their ancestors have and they work hard to preserve it and keep it, but still it was given to you. So this is why you know, like people of color get so salty over, you know, like, well, it wasn't me or my family that, you know, had slavery, you know, and blah, blah, blah. So why are you mad at us? And it's just like, you are inheriting the wealth that was built on, you know, the shoulders of other people. And you're not giving that away. That's what reparations is, right? So just think of it in this term, you are still being you know, serviced off the wealth and the privilege and the power of those said elders that you don't follow. Now you claim that there is change. So I get that. And they have different opinions about how Leo and Piper are together and all that jazz. But like, there has to be some kind of indication of change before I let my guard down. That's what I think right. Piper is doing. And that's what right. I would be doing. But just how you said, it has nothing to do with them. They didn't do anything. So do you think that they should be wiped clean, clean slate? It is very, like you said, it's it's very, ugh, it, it's very, what's the word, duality to it? You're right. It's You could see it both ways. I just, you know, I, the elders are tricky like this because at this point, like, if they still have no information, like, why do you exist, honestly? <laughs> <laughs> no, really, like, Ronnie, at, right, I, that's, well, like, why are you even a thing? Like, you don't do shit. They're there to do a lot of other things. Now, nobody expected the grimoire and the sword to be in the possession of one person, okay? This is new territory. They were not prepared to give information about this. The bitch must die. That's the solution. We don't have anything for you. That's it. There's nothing. Terrible. <laughs> so, but I mean, I get what you're saying. This was a very good moment for these newcomers to come in and do something different that is that is not in tradition with the elders. And what do you know? They fall right into the same trap. We can't help you. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, well, oh, well, wah, wah. yeah, thanks. So Sorry. Piper was honestly right in that situation. Look, don't be coming at me with these trivial things. First of all, I didn't even do this. You did it. Why am I getting punished for something you did? You guys did this, okay? Mm-mm. So get off my nuts and go and like figure it out. It's your this sister. Is not, this is not my problem. <laughs> Those Hollowells. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't think of any way that they're going to fix this. And I have a feeling this is going to end with a very touching goodbye to Prue. That's yeah, that's, I definitely that's where I'm at dying. right now. I'm yeah. sure she's dying. This is where I'm at. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, then we have Paige and Henry. Now, Henry gets the offer for transfer with or without magic. Would Conveniently. Paige... <laughs> with, with or without magic, though, would Paige have left to leave to live in L.A.? No. They had, I you, feel... you think she would stay in San Francisco close to this family for the rest of her life. This is it. This is life. Only because this is what we've seen now. Like, they have grown into this 
unit like this is what we've been saying like this is no longer the page that we would say like for an episode be like i need to move out yeah like this is not her anymore at this point she is like my family comes first and he's like i'm your family too and she's just like eh. shut, shut up she didn't <laughs> eh. i always figured i'd be divorced didn't I? <laughs> I, when she said that i was like oh damn page I would love it if Paige would move and given that she can orb, I, I, I would hope that they are not bound together like that. San Francisco Phoebe went to Hong Kong. She didn't care. San Francisco is not really the best place to live in general. So I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> not my favorite. And I mean, I wouldn't jump for joy and move immediately, but I think that if there was no magic involved i don't see a reason why she would move anyways <laughs> it's a very difficult decision to make and to deny this offer is not necessarily black and white in the sense that she doesn't want what's best for her children it, you know like she can say i want to be close to my family this doesn't mean that she's not a good mother and it doesn't mean that she is putting her sisters over henry it may seem like it but I think that Henry is not really being quite clear about the move. If it was done under better intentions, I think yes. that I think that Paige would. Um, I can't think of the word, but she she would be uh, more receptive, maybe of it. Well, yeah, just think about the idea of moving a little bit more than what she is right now. So the the only other thing that I wrote is. Um, they act like, I mean, well, Henry acts like it's not going to follow her. So, yeah, they moved to L.A. You think that everything is just going to stay in San Francisco and, like, nothing will be touched. And, you know, the only way that they'll be put in danger is if the sisters ask her to come back. Like, that shit's going to follow her there. That's the thing, Rob. And I honestly believe when he says that you put our children in, in danger every day. Like, I honestly believe he believes that. So, you're right. Moving even to another state. It follows you. Yeah. There's, there's demons in every state, evidently, I'm sure. Yeah. They're going to have to deal with more vampires in a hellmouth if they move to yeah, L.A. Exactly. So, like, exactly. you're asking for more trouble. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But here's here's what I think. I, you know, like, what if mommy went away on business, you know, two, three times a month and took care of that demon stuff and, and you know, lived in L.A.? Why, you know, family, you know, families have parents who go away to work and travel for work all the time. Why couldn't he, they just live there and she can just pop in whenever she needs to to do some business? That's, you know, she gets to retire and Prue takes over again as the <laughs> third sister. Can you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> he gets to move off. I agree. You, She could be a working witch in that sense. But her problem is she's got charges now. She's probably a guest appearing at magic school for some things and doing like presentations. So she ain't never going to have time. She's going to get a call page page at any moment. She, her ears will be ringing. So he knew what he signed up for, but he did not know what he was signing up for. Do you think that he initiated the transfer and possible? Yes. You I are think so horrible. Did. You are not a fan of Henry. I swear to Jesus. I, I love him. I love you him. I hate the way they're writing. You hate I hate him. the way they're writing him. <laughs> now, 
It is very real, though, Rob. I'll give it that. Like, it is very real, the struggle they're happening. But, like, they were that couple from me. Like, yeah, okay, Piper and Leo. I loved these two. Like, I I, I just hate that this is happening, but maybe they'll come out stronger for it. Like, so this is not think, the Henry that I so know. He, like, went behind her, he went behind her back and was like, if you got a job for me anywhere else, I'll take it. Get <gasps> No, it could have been as simple as Rob, like someone like at the thing is like, well, what do you think about this? And he'd be like, you know, I might possibly be interested in that. Like it might not have been been like, chief, take me into like, but I think he kind of set the tone like (laughs) that this might help him. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Okay. So we have Elise who knows her secret now, right? She's been babysitting a lot. I feel mm. like this is out of character for her. I don't think that she would have her own life. She she would have her own life, let alone not getting mixed up with all of this. I just I just think that her passion is the paper, keeping that afloat yeah. and and just doing her own thing. To see my wife once a year or die all because I let some kids roll around in here like <laughs> Those must have been some badass kids. You know they're causing trouble. While they were there. I mean, they must have been menacing. Because to literally just be like, you can only see your wife one day a year. <laughs> it's like, F them Those kids. Those Hollowell children are evil. F them kids. No, what do you think about Elise, though? Is she just some like glorified babysitter now? Has she been stripped of her unique you know, boss bitch ways. And, you know, like, what do you think? Yes, I could see it like that, Rob. I'm going to look at it in my head as the, the, the line in the show that she was like a mother to, or she was like a daughter to me. This is a new side. I think now that they're trying to add her as the surrogate mother in a sense, and like be a grandmother in a way like that. I think that's what they're trying to do. It's not, you know, in a in a natural way. Like, they're trying to show that they're close. And I actually like it. I think that Elise wasn't given the chance. We see that she says to Phoebe in the show or something like to the effect that, like, you know, don't be like me. Don't, like, you know, give away your dreams or something like that. So I like to think it's giving Elise another uh, shot at maybe kids in a way or, you know, through Phoebe. But it is different. All right. Do you have anything else or should we rate this issue? Yeah, let's rate it, Rob. Okay. What do we got for? So story and dialogue. Uh, Okay. Get off your toga wearing asses and get to work. (laughs) That was amazing. They're not Uh, a toga. I I (laughs) I love it. Okay. So wonderful story. It was great getting these chapters and sticking to one sister at a time. I'm I'm all up for anthologies. You know, I love my story yeah. broken up. I love a good list. They just went one by one. I love it. So all of them going through something pretty heavy. Uh, they are certainly being tested. I gave it a three. And before you give yours, tell me which one of them have it the worst right now. I would, it's down to Phoebe and Paige for me, honestly. Okay, so Piper's out of the running. So Phoebe, Piper's, and Paige, who, has it, who has it the worst? It's just bitching at this point. I mean, you could say Prue, but no. Um, Honestly, I, I, I'll guess Phoebe. Phoebe. But 
I do feel bad for Paige. I you know, know like, sure, yes, but the question was, you know, like worse. who has it worse? And I think Phoebe is really about to go through some heavy stuff right now. This is not looking good. Okay, what was your grade for story? 2.5. 2.5 just because of the whole Cupid court. I can't believe this is a thing, but it it's here. So 2.5, Rob, and followed by the art in drawing. Now, this was a different artist this week again. Mm-hmm. Um, I was not a fan of this artist. Okay. I personally gave it a 2.5. Not bad at all, but... Kira was unrecognizable, like I said earlier. It was just a brunette to me with a with a beautiful, you know, in shape look. That was Kira. Like, had they not been like, oh, she's a former demon. Nope. Uh, Alyssa, you could see in certain points, but uh, I couldn't give it higher. Two point one point five. Rob, you. I gave it a two. I want you to look real closely at some of these characters, specifically Patience, Cole, Kira, there seems to be like this glossy mm. sort of unfinished facial features. Like you give them an eyes, nose, a mouth, yep. and everything else is just flat. It looks like they're wearing like mask or something. I don't yes. know what it is, but there isn't that much definition in most of these drawings. And so it almost looks very pastel like and I, yeah glossy is a way of saying it too yeah it's it's, it's not it's, the end of the world and season 9 will always be worse so it's a 2 for me um i think though that henry looks the most henry he's ever been henry yeah strangely in this issue i thought he looked fantastic he looked great you can definitely tell that was henry and maybe it's just the absence of coop but I think he looked good. So And Leo yeah. too, actually, Rob. If you look at Leo in certain points, you could tell that's Brian in one shot. Like I'm like, okay. Yeah. But um yeah, Henry for sure. Henry for sure. Which leads us to the overall entertainment. I give it a two, Rob. Okay. I gave it a two um, as well. It, it set up it was not as exciting as the last two, but it wasn't dead boring either. Yeah, some of the stories were more interesting than the others. Um, there were some of the plot lines that seemed a little bit like a broken record, but creating stakes nonetheless. Like everybody's got yes. something going on. I think this is going to be a heavy, you know, next set of issues that we're going to read. Uh, so I like where everything is going. I gave it a two. Now, who happens to be your MVP for issue 13? I struggled with this one, honestly, Rob. I I did struggle because, like you said, it was broken up into these segments. And honestly, I would say maybe Paige for keeping it together. But no one really stood out, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Because Phoebe kind of is just like in in it, you know, nothing really happened. I thought everyone got equal opportunity to shine and, you know, equal storyline. There was no heavy, you know, character one way or the other. Not to meaning, not meaning that, you know, whoever the lead is, is MVP. But I think everybody did exactly what they were supposed to do in this. Nobody really stood yes. out. Um, if Elise is working for free babysitting these kids, then she gets MVP. But otherwise, I didn't really yeah. pick one. 
I second that. If that's true, if she's doing it for free, mm-hmm. Elise. My favorite moment, the most dramatic, the sentencing of Coop. I just thought that was so over the top, but man, what news to hear. Like that, I, I wouldn't even know what to do hearing that. And at the moment, <sighs> it seems that he chose to stay up there and just deal with it. So, yeah. I, like that, that sucks. And especially when everybody else is going through their own thing. Like, how do you be there for one another when I've got my own crap going on? You know? Yeah. So that, yeah, I, I actually want to see how that plays out. Mine would be the scene of Kira and Prue floating in the air with those demons around them after she sees Hermes, Hermes, Hermes. Yeah. Hermes. Uh, just those callbacks are just fantastic. I would have loved to have seen this done again in live action form, but um, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, now I hear you. All right, we got one more thing to cover. Did you happen to add anyone to your hot man meter? I actually did, Rob. Nice. Who did we add? Now, you might say this is a bend in the rules, but I'm going Benjamin Turner because he is a separate character, right? We can go with that. So you are putting Ben in this particular issue. What was it? 13 or 12? It was an issue. Um, 12. Assu- this is the, uh, uh, actually it's not even the bed shot. No, I didn't like the art in this one. It is okay. the whole tank top with the socks and the pajama pants. Oh, when they were hanging out. That's right. I remember that. Okay. <laughs> that is my look. And Ben, Ben Turner, daddy Turner. Yes. Okay. That one's for you. All right. No, metal, no, no Leo action for you. <laughs> I did add somebody as well. Oh, Oh, I added Shax, baby. Oh, my God. <laughs> that reveal with that open shirt. I'm going to tell you right now. Do you remember a certain music video? <clears throat> oh, by yes. Back- by the Backstreet Boys. Oh, my God. Of course. Quit playing games. The they flowing. were in pajamas, too. Shirts all out. showing the app. Like, that was triggering. And oh. I live for every moment. And Shax was right there in that same video. You giving needed some hair. <laughs> and look, he looked great he, right now. You need some he, rain. You needed some rain coming down. He is on my hot man meter. That's all I'm going to say. I love so. this. <laughs> I think that is like the first time ever that <laughs> Shax has made it on. <laughs> That's amazing. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for our episode. Uh, We had a wonderful time. Uh, Those on Patreon will get to see a video portion of one of our issues. And uh, you guys, thank you so much for listening. Once again, we are almost down to the wire. We're going to cover another three issues in two weeks. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Any comments, concerns, theories, um statements let me have them let us have them let us know what you think we got to get some charming confessions in the final hurrah yeah yeah. and uh yeah thank you all for listening once again thank you ryan for talking charmed with me today 
Oh, thank you. Happy brunch, Rob. Happy brunch, Charmies. And we will see you in two weeks with, we hope, exciting issues ahead. Yes, 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 yes.